Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's Pastor Tip. Whether you like it or not, change is coming. And if you will just open your heart to it, you'd be amazed what God can do for you in the change. So Father God, I ask right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you have been the one to lead and guide us. You are the God of our seasons. You are the God of our reasons. You are the God of our changes. So Lord God, we open up to the change. We call for the change. Come here, change. I don't even know what you're about to do, change, but get over here, change. Who knows what's on the other side? God, we thank you. Thank you for the shift that I feel in this atmosphere. A shift in mindsets for everyone that's here. For your glory changes until we look more like you and less like us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody that loved them said amen. amen. Clap your hands if you're happy in the building. Yes. Woo. Welcome to NBC City Church, people. Y'all happy to be in the building today? Vitamin E Church, if you're watching online, we love you and we're so grateful that you're here. Listen, we got some stuff to cover today. And so we would do hug time, but I got to move because change is coming. So would you at least turn around? You got to meet this quota. If you don't meet this quota, you just lazy for no reason. Turn around and high five at least five people and tell them change is coming. Don't be lazy. Five different people, not the same people. Five different people. We're starting a new series this weekend called Change is Coming. And for you to understand the change that is coming, we literally have to go back a year ago to September 26th, 2021, when my friend Charlotte Gamble came. How many people were here for that word? Yes. So let's go back in time just over a year ago and hear what God spoke to both Juliet and myself and this entire Embassy City family. I know I'm family, so I know I have permission to do what it is that I believe God's asked me to do. And I want to wonder if uh, Tim and Juliet, you could come up here and your beautiful mentors that are here today. I wonder if you could come up too. You know, sometimes you just realize that, that this is not a coincidence, right? We didn't plan that we'd all be in town at the same weekend. It just is how it happened, right? And I just think there's something significant about this moment because I think you guys believed in them at a very pivotal moment. And I think it's interesting how they're here today. And I believe you have a pivotal moments ahead of you in the coming years and months. And I think that God has sent to you the same voice that believed in you back there to believe in you again. Because sometimes you just need reminding of the thing that God said to you that he hasn't stopped saying to you. But there's a change of battery, right? There's a change of battery in your leadership. There's a change of battery in your calling. There's a change of battery in the season ahead. And at the change station, at the change point, it's good to have someone there to hold the ladder, right, as you're trying to change the battery, to steady it when you're feeling like, should I change the battery? I shouldn't have, but I must for it. I hear the beep, beep. And I hear the, that beep, beep. It's time. It's time. And you're going to know what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing because God's going to make it really clear. 
really clear because God opens doors and he also shuts doors. So you don't need to over, over worry about what it is and what it is for you both and what it looks like. I, I think God in this season is just going to go, just trust me like you did in the last season. And so in this moment, as you as a couple and this church as your family, uh, six years in, now you're ready for the next season of what God had. That was a season of preparation. This is now a season of participation in some things that God has had to hold back for you to be ready for this next season. And in the readiness of yes and amen in your heart, God's like, I'll lead like I did in the last season. You don't need to lead this. I'll lead this. So you can trust and you can rest in that. But when batteries are being changed, that affects everybody. So when a leader's battery is being changed, when there's a new charge in their spirit, when there's a new sense of assignment on them, that means everybody in the house where that battery, they also hear the beep beep and they're like, go for it. We don't want the house to burn down. Change the battery, right? (laughs) And so that's why together we all have to bring our own. We all have to bring our faith. And your pastors faithfully every week bring to you what God has given them to feed you. But guess what? You also have to bring to them the encouragement and the prayers and the support for what they need to keep doing what they are called to do. So I would love us to pray right now. And I would love actually not to be my words, but the words of people that have for many years prayed over your pastors and leaders, just to pray blessing over them, just to pray a sense of just God's hand on them, just to pray protection over them and to God to do what only God can do because God has always seen. He's always seen. And he's seen what you've not let anybody else see. And God is a rewarder of those that honor. And God always brings double for any trouble. And the preparation season is a tough one because you don't realize quite how much changing of batteries have to go on. And it's taken a while to charge this battery up because it was flat. It's taken a lot. Sometimes it's felt like the paddles to vault you back. But those days are done. You don't need voltage like that anymore because you've discovered something about staying charged up in peace and in his presence. And that's your gift now to this house. That you don't need to worry about having to put the paddles on this house. That God is going to help you trickle feed this house because there's an ability that you've learned in this season. And so now the battery can change in you so that it can change the vehicle God has entrusted to you. And I'm excited because you've waited out the preparation. Most people try and force something before it's time, but it takes the beep beep to know when it's time. And that's what you've got to stay close to, the beep beep. So I'm going to ask you guys to come and pray over these incredible couple that you believed in all that way back. And it's no different today. You just know what God's hand is on. Amen. Let's all join in prayer right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for the spirit of seeing and knowing that, Father, you will cause a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits to flow through this couple at a level that they've heretofore not seen. And Father, I thank you that they will speak by the Spirit of God. They will by the Spirit of God, and they will see by the Spirit of God. Malo, Patsi, Mato Comalites. Cause their eyes to see, cause their ears to hear things that the natural man does not understand or comprehend. But Father, they'll walk in a realm of the Spirit. That Father will cause them to walk in a realm of rest, a realm of rest. And so, Father, we lay our hands on them. And Father, we thank you for an increase in the things of God that they've heretofore not known. But they'll walk in it with confidence and with a greater degree of grace. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you that out of their bellies, Lisa, lay your hand on her belly. Out of their belly calls rivers 
of living water to flow out of them in a greater measure. And Father, we thank you that even as the river rise, may it rise from their ankles to their knees. And Father, may that river be a river that they swim in, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we add our faith, we add our agreement, and Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for a greater measure. In the name of Jesus, be it so. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we praise you. We thank you. Let it flow even now. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and thank you for it. And Father, may this congregation be the recipients of the blessing that flows from these wells in the name of Jesus. We draw from these wells that you place on the inside of them and may there flow a river of anointing that they've not experienced up to this moment. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, <laughs> the first thing that Juliet said when that video came on was, I have on the same pants right now. <laughs> I didn't even know it. I prophetically wore the same pants. No, she didn't, she didn't say prophetically, but I thought that was hilarious. Um, so, uh, I, I'm the type of person, I, I, I like to be very, very straightforward. Uh, and then I like to give context after I'm straightforward. So it's taken us one year to process that word. From last year until now, it's taken us a whole year to process it. And what we even, it was a very public word, and we all heard it. Juliet and I nodded. We were like, hey, man, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, four days later, I got up at 5 a.m. to have my uh, prayer time, and the Holy Spirit said, I need you to pull up that word. And I listened to it again, and I literally thought that somebody overdubbed Charlotte's voice, because I heard something I did not hear that day. And what the Holy Spirit told me that four days later was that my season as a lead pastor was coming to an end, that the battery was changing in our leadership for what he wanted us to do next. I panicked. The guy that uh, was praying for us, Pastor Jerome and Lisa, I called him at like 6 in the morning, Central Standard. It was about 7 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. And as soon as he picked up the phone, I was like, I think the Lord told me to give up the church, and I don't know what to do with my life. And he was like, calm down. <laughs> What are you saying? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying. But over the next few weeks and months, the Holy Spirit made it very, very clear that our season as lead pastors of this church was coming to an end. And um, I spoke with the local elders of our church. I spoke with the apostolic elders of our church. I spoke with Robert Morris, who sent us to plant this church. Obviously, I spoke with Juliet about it. And I was waiting for somebody to be like, yeah, no, that's the devil for sure. And nobody said that. I probably said it a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Juliet was like, what? Uh, but the more we prayed about it, the clearer it became and we knew that we could either accept the change that was coming or be disobedient. There's only two options when God speaks. Obey him or disobey him. Some people might think there's a third option. Partially obey him. Complete disobedience. <laughs> And so um, as we began to pray and talk, uh, God made it clear that what's next for us is to be apostolic missionaries, um, strengthening ministries, marriages, and mentoring people. 
uh, we will still do it from this house. We are not leaving this church. Uh, this is still going to be our home church. This is still going to be home base. Um, I don't think there's any greater church in the world to go to from here. So I love, I love this church. Around January of 21, Juliet and I were on the same page. And we were like, okay, by January, by January, I'm skipping October, November, and December, because Juliet would have a full-length commentary on how she felt during that time. Um, uh, but Don't get me started. <laughs> but, but I feel like um, what's important for you to know is that um, God spoke a word, and we're being obedient to that word. There is no illegality. There is no immorality. I am not up here confessing that I did something wrong and I have to step down. My wife is right next to me. My best friend who has served as an elder all seven years is here. His wife that just stood up will fight anybody in here. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there, there's, there's, there's no man about to pop out of the bushes and be like, I slept with him. There's no woman about to pop out of the bushes with a text message that says, I got him. We didn't steal no money. I don't have no inappropriate text messages. Nothing is about to come out. Nothing is about to come out. I'm not trying to dodge a bullet. God spoke in public last year, and we're obeying what he told us to do. So. You're on a roll. Keep going. Okay. So let's all take a deep breath in there, shall we? Let it out. One more time again. Let it out. Okay, so now it's like, then what's about to happen? What is we gonna do? I just got here. I just moved here because I just found out about you. Like a year ago. I started listening to the basement and realized you was close. And then I just got here. And now you leaving. What kind of okey-doke is this? What kind of trick is God playing? He's not playing no games, man. He knew about this before you did. And he called you here. My voice is what may have gotten you here. But it's going to have to be God's voice that keeps you here. And if you're only here because you're a fan of me, then when my season ends as lead pastor, your season's going to end too. And I hope you find another favorite. But if he's called you here, then we are all accepting the change. Not just us, all of us. So who coming? If you ain't gonna be the pastor, who gonna be the pastor? And it better be somebody we like. How come I ain't getting no vote? Didn't nobody ask me. Church I grew up in, we do a vote. This ain't that church. We don't do votes in this church. God speaks. Uh, in March of this year, I had to have some emergency place to go preach. And, uh, huh? Well, from January, yeah. Uh, there's been emergencies everywhere. Um, which is part of that apostolic call. Do y'all realize I've only been here like four and a half months this year? Yeah. 
Okay, so y'all have noticed. Can I say something really quick? <laughs> uh, what you all don't really know is that he does his best to make it important to be here on Sundays. But Monday through Saturday, he's often gone and traveling and ministering and helping other church leaders lead and helping other church leaders get stabilized and helping other church leaders not fall off the cliff. And then he tries to come back here on Sundays and lead you all. And then Mondays through Saturdays, he's out again. And this is what has happened. I've been with him, what, 24 years. So this has been the brunt of our marriage. Um, and as for the last seven years, he has definitely tried to maintain Embassy City, yet still doing this increased work. And um, in this process, um, even with this, with this change coming, I want you to know that this actually isn't anything new that he's been doing. Uh, but the call and the demand on his life has increased. Okay? And so because of the increase, it's a very difficult, if we're being very honest, to balance this and do that. And I, I know in my heart what I sense and feel uh, what we will be doing is an even more increased work, not a better work, okay? It's not a higher calling. It's just an increased in what we're already doing. Nothing is better than the other. It's just more demand. And you have to create bandwidth, and you have to create space. And so it's unfair to you to lack. We don't want to give you less than 100% and then try to give them less than 100%. And so we, we know and we sense that God is shifting, right? Remember this? Shifting us for an increased work because the burden has increased greatly. And as he was saying, even from January of this year, you've hardly seen him. You've hardly seen him because this year in 22, it has increased all the more. Yeah. And, and so, um, and it wasn't intentional. Like, like I, I, obviously we know in hindsight now that, that God kind of structured this year to wean you off of me. I didn't even know it. But this is, the this is the first weekend, this is the 10th month, but I've only been in the pulpit on this platform four and a half out of you know, 10 months. And so um, uh, in March, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, laid a young man on my heart to come preach. And um, I've been mentoring him for about four years. And it, he never even crossed my mind to come preach. And I had him come preach. And the Holy Spirit just said, pay attention to him. I said, okay. And so he came and he preached, and um, I listened to the message. And what caught me by surprise, obviously, he was sound theologically. He preached the word. Like, he didn't call Moses David. He didn't call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't say Daniel split the Red Sea. <laughs> he didn't say that there were five people in the Godhead. You know, he, he was... He didn't butcher the text. What I noticed more than anything in his preaching is how you laughed. And I, I, I just thought to myself, the only other people they laugh for that, like, is me. <laughs> okay. And then independent. God put that same person in her heart that he was putting in my heart, and we, have nev we had never talked about we it. We had not talked about it at all. And I said to him, I said, sweetheart, I... Now, let me be very clear in this process over this last year. I have... We all know Tim Ross is the crier, okay? 
he's very emotional and I'm not. I'll be sucking it up because I'm a G like that, right? <laughs> and uh... <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. You got to laugh at stuff like this. You got to laugh. And so, but I, but I want you to know, I have, I have cried more tears this entire year over you all. I have never grieved and been sad about anything more than this. So I want you to know that this year hasn't been very fun. It just hasn't been fun. And, and I say often, God will have you do hard things. He won't have you do impossible things. Good. Right? So this is hard. This is a hard thing, and it has been a hard thing, and it has been a very, very difficult thing to carry. It has been. Uh, but we still rather be obedient yes, to his word, even in the hard thing. And um, so Tim and I hadn't talked about um, who we felt because I had been sad and I'd been crying. And one day we, we had been doing a lot of talking, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talking. And uh, I said to him, baby, I want to talk to you tonight. I want to talk to you about who the Lord has put in my heart. So we had a date to talk yeah, that night. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah, so we had a date to talk. Well, I won't say everything that happened on the date, but um, <laughs> this part of the date. Because, <laughs> you know, when you grieve and you got to comfort yourself, you know what I'm saying? You just got to stay on the path. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? It's just important to get you some while you... If you marry... I said stay on the path. While you yeah. transitioning. That's all I'm saying. In Jesus' name. So, we was talking, and uh, I said, baby, I, f I feel like Tim Rivers is the person. <laughs> Y'all should turn up right there. We should. I said, I feel like, I feel like Tim Rivers is the person. And she was like. I said, baby, that's exactly what I was going to say to you. Now, mind you, I only met. Now, Tim had been, Tim, Tim Ross and Rivers. Ross had been mentoring him for probably three or four years. Yep, is that correct? Yep. And I had only met them once prior. And that was way before any of this. It was pretty much earlier on in the year. So before any of this prophetic word, before any, any, uh, anything of what Charlotte said. And we went to dinner. And I let, we walked out of the restaurant. And I turned to Tim and I said, Tim, I said, baby, I really like them. Like, I just, I like, like I like them. I'm comforted by them. And, and I was shocked because Juliet, quote unquote, this is a direct quote, Juliet don't do new people. So when she, when she said she liked them, I was like, word? Like, she was like, they can come to the house. I was like, what? Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> I told Tim the other day, all of his friends ain't all of my friends. <laughs> And then I I'm not a fan of all of his friends. Okay. And then I corrected her to say <laughs> that I just know a lot of people who said they was my friends. <laughs> I said, they really think they're your best friend. <laughs> so, but not everybody can I say that about, right? Because right. everybody's Christian, but not everybody is Christ-centered. Yeah. And Christ-focused. Yeah. And Christ-led. Yep. And is submitted to the Lord, yep. right? A lot of it is in word, not in, yep. not in deed. Yes. And so I got all of that. You don't, if you spend just time with people, they'll let you know where they are. Yes, they will. And so just that one dinner let me know quite a bit about him, and my spirit was at peace. Yeah. And that was all I said to Tim about them. And it was not until March again that we had that conversation. It was probably, I would say, about a year later. Yeah, it was. 
because it was about March of 2020. That we, it, that, yeah, that we had that we had that dinner. Mm-hmm. So in 21, that's when I told him. Yep. And so, no, no, March of 22, 21 to 22. Roger that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, you're right. A year later, 21, we had yes. the dinner. 22 is when I said, I feel like it's supposed to be them. Now, mind you, we have a lot of friends. No, Tim has a lot of friends. All right? He has a lot of ministry friends that could have been potential mm-hmm. or not. He has a lot of ministry friends. Let me be clear on that. But we wanted to know who God wanted here. Who was God's choice? Not somebody we know, just yep. who we hang out with. No, who was God's man? And so... Yeah, yeah. so, so um, here's what I know. This, obviously, this is my first time transitioning in church as a lead pastor, but I do feel like I have a PhD in transition. Uh, from the time that uh, God spoke to me about transitioning from California, me submitting that to my mom and my dad, and then blessing me to come here, um, to the time that I left, uh, transition from Potter's House, and then transition from Gateway, and now here. Um, I'm tired of all your he, he, Here's what I... <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm only kidding, baby. He, I'm only kidding. He, he, here, here's what I know. There is a difference between a successor and a replacement. That's right. That's right. God chooses your successor. You get to choose your replacement. If it's God's choice, he or she will succeed. If it's your choice, it's on you. And so um, there was no vote. There was no American Idol search. We prayed, God spoke, and uh, because uh, Tim was serving as an executive pastor uh, at High Ridge Church in Fort Worth, uh, I had to sit down with his pastor to get permission to speak to him, because had I not, it would have been tampering. The whole process would have been illegal, and God couldn't have smiled on it at all, Uh, and so I went to go talk to uh, the pastor, and he said to me, he said, wait a minute. I met with him on a Friday at the Cheesecake Factory in Arlington. He, he said, um, you're asking permission to talk to Tim about this position? I said, yes, sir. He said, and he doesn't know about this? I said, no, sir. He said, he doesn't know we're meeting right now about this? I said, no, sir. He said, if I called him right now, He wouldn't know what this is about. I said, no, sir. Why would I ever do that? And he goes, Tim, I've always known you to be a person of integrity, but this takes the cake. He said, because you know, in this realm, most people would just poach. They just snatch. They would use their influence that they have in a person's life. And I was like, where is that in the Bible? And he goes, I know. So he said to me, this was in, I'll never forget that, this was in May. He said to me, he said, "Um, uh, you probably want to know as soon as possible so you can keep this process going. I said, no, I'm submitting this to you, and if God speaks to you to speak to him, then I'll know that God wants us to continue. So I told him on a Friday. He tells Tim on a Sunday. Tim's in disbelief and shock on Monday. Then he calls me on Tuesday like, uh... Did you and my pastor have a conversation? It's like, yeah, we did. So both Tim and Janice uh, have prayed. Um, They've heard from God. They had been getting prophetic words uh, of their own. Uh, The first time he said he preached here, he said he didn't want to leave. And he was like, I I hope that's not weird. Um, And I'm like, no, that's God. That's God. Let me just say this. Uh, They are in love with you. Tim and Janice are absolutely in love with Embassy City Church. And in the process, do you know what they keep asking me? Are they going to love us like they love you? Are they going to be okay? Do they know that we love them so much? How could we just be all of their friends? Like, we just want to care for them the way you did. Every time. The most sincerest. They are like, we just want them to know that we love them and we are going to take good care of them. 
it's 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 something supernatural when God uh, knits a heart to a congregation yeah. and to a group of people. Mm-hmm. And so um, here here's uh, what I what I need you to do. I need you to be able to in this change. I need you to be able to hold sadness and joy together. We, we've cried a lot because this season is ending. Not because anything is wrong. You, you can obey God's word and cry. Like, you can be obedient to what the Lord is telling you to do and be like, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, if, if you say so, right? You, you can, anybody beside me, ugly cry and still obedient. I'm, I'm going to leave Jesus. It's just going to hurt. Okay? So... I understand when there's a change, there, we, we got to hold two things at, at one time. With us, if there's sadness, if you feel grief, if this has totally caught you by surprise, completely understandable. Um, uh, perhaps for some of you all, you know, your prayer life with Jesus is like he be dropping dimes in your ear and maybe he told you before he even told us. And you're going to meet us in the hallway and be like, yeah, the Lord told me three years ago you was about to leave. Like, okay, 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 prophet, prophetess, we get it. We hear from the Lord. We got it. Okay, great. So glad your ears work. Um, but when you see Tim and Janice, pray for them. Smile at them. Hug them. Welcome them. Because Tim and Janice are going to be our pastors. I'm going to be the apostolic elder of this church in the same way that I am for transformation and for many other churches. But they're going to be our pastors. I can receive from Tim. He can feed my soul. Every message I've listened to, I'm like, that boy good. (laughs) So, so... So I need you to just hold space for, for, for those emotions. Um, Tim is preaching his last message at uh, High Ridge today. It's the only reason why they couldn't be here. Uh, but I believe next week, I believe that they'll be here. But we're, we're, we're starting a series this month, obviously, called uh, Change is Coming. And you'll be hearing from me, and you'll be hearing from him between October and December. Uh, you will have two lead pastors. Don't let that confuse you. I'll be saying stuff as I go, and he'll be saying stuff as he comes. I will be decreasing while he will be increasing. And on January 1st, which so appropriately just happens to be a Sunday morning, Tim Rivers will be the lead pastor of Embassy City Church. Uh, so, uh, uh, Juliet just leaned over and said, cause it's hard to like have somebody whisper in front of a bunch of people and be like, what did she just say? <laughs> she just said, uh, I feel led to give him a charge if that's what we're going to do. And, and the, the, I, w- I do want to give a charge, uh, but I want to give the verse because it is a Sunday morning. So like this ain't a sermon, but this is. Proverbs 16 and 9, this is a verse that has led me through every one of my changes. Proverbs 16 and 9, we make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I love this verse so much, it has led me through some very tumultuous seasons, some very um, unique transitions. But here's been the thing that I love so much about this particular verse. It so caters to the planner and the strategizer in me. Any planners in the room, strategizers, you, you, I mean, you, you, we have, where, what's the plan? Like, hey, we're going to the movies. Which movie? What time? Which theater? Based on the theater, I can eat or not eat before we go or after. I need to know 
hey, I want to take you to this new restaurant. What is the website? I need a list of the most recent menu that's been updated. I don't want no surprises when I get there. Anybody beside me? Okay. You like to plan. Um, uh, I'm the same way. I, just, I love this verse. We make our own plans. God's okay with you making your plan. As long as you're okay with him determining the steps. And you could not have paid me to believe as an apostle. This apostle doesn't mean like long white beard and apostle is just a description of what a person has been sent and called to do. I was sent here, I was sent here to Irving, Texas to build something. That's, that's what apostles do. In the fivefold ministry gifting, that's, what, that's the apostolic work. Jesus is our first apostle. He was sent to build so he could build to send. And so I was sent here to build something. And so by definition, I'm an apostle. That word and that description just, just helps to orient to the work that I was called to do. I never believed I was going to pastor this church for 30 years. As an apostle, I just knew I don't have a 30-year streak in me. But you couldn't have paid me to believe it would be less than 10. So this caught me off guard. When God can speak a word publicly in front of the whole church and not let you know what it means, because I don't think Charlotte would have got out of here alive. <laughs> Jokers would have been like, stone her! <laughs> you ain't taking our pastor! <laughs> but over the course of the year, God's made it very, very clear that it's time for us to transition. Now, if you've been here for any length of time, you've heard come, grow, go. And come, grow, go simply speaks to what is evangelistic, come. What is discipleship, grow. And what is apostolic, go. I thought we were supposed to stand here and tell you to come, tell you to grow, and tell you to go. I didn't know he was going to tell us to go and stay, but go. If you need a cool little acronym uh, for G-O, God's orders. When you have God's orders, go. If you don't have his orders, stay. We make our own plans, but it is truly the Lord that determines our steps. So I just want to pray for some people this morning that need to embrace change, that need to accept change, not just in the transition that's happening here, but perhaps in your own life. I truly believe that when you're in an apostolic house, there's some things as, as relates to being a part of the community that trickle down. And you may be experiencing that type of change in your life as well. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want you to take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit what he is saying to you. And whether you have tears this morning, they are absolutely welcome. Absolutely welcome. If you have fears this morning, they are not welcome. Concern is welcome. Fear is not. There is nothing to fear. But change is coming. And as these changes come, we get to respond and ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do. So God, I pray for my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. I pray, Lord God, that you would take this word that has literally been deposited in this house over a year ago. 
now that we walk into the fruition of what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like, speak to our hearts. Calm our nerves. Soothe our doubts. Lead and guide us in the way just like you have in every stage of our lives. God, we, we embrace change. Change is good. It can be scary, but it's good. It can be ambiguous, but it's good. God, thank you for loving this house enough to orchestrate a change that is so seamless <laughs> that we could get no credit, only you can get glory. God, thank you for being a God that loves Tim's. <laughs> you, you, just, you just like Timmy's running this church. So, God, thank you for Tim and Janice. We lift them up to you now. We thank you for the anointing that you have placed on their lives. We thank you for the call of God that you have placed on their lives. God, I pray right now that no matter how big their heart seems to be for what they're stepping into, I pray that you would enlarge their hearts even more. I pray that you would cover them. Let no weapon formed against them prosper. Every tongue that rises against them in judgment, God, you yourself shall condemn. God, we thank you for covering the leaders of this church. I pray blessings over them now. I pray an anointing on them now. I pray favor on them now. I pray supernatural ability on them now. God, thank you for loving this church enough to choose the leaders that you want to continue this work. God, over the next three months, just walk with us. Talk with us. Explain to us our purpose and our role and what it is you've called us to do. And we will give you all the praise, glory, and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand to your feet? Now listen, no matter how you feel in the day, I think everybody should have some cake. If you feel sad, you should eat some cake. If you're happy, you should eat some cake. And to that end, we bought everybody in this building a nothing but cake. Now, whether you celebrating while you eating it or you crying while you eating it, you're going to eat this cake, Annie Mae. Don't you walk out this door and not eat this cake. <laughs> I've never dismissed nobody to go eat cake before in my life, so this is just really weird. It's going to be a lot of firsts over the next three months. Baby? Yes. Okay. Um, prayer night is tonight. First uh, Sunday of every night. I can't get these first months, whatever. First Sunday of every month is prayer night. And then, baby. Okay, everyone. This morning on the way here, um, I was riding in the car on the way here, and I, I feel like the Lord gave me this word for you because it is the word that he gave us. And what happens from the head flows down to the body. And over the last seven years... Uh, we have welcomed everybody to come in and sit down and rest and heal from maybe wherever church they came from or what they've experienced before and try to breathe a, a fresh air. But now God has given us an increase and the word for you all this morning is increase. So for those of you, you leaders, you pastors, you ministry leaders, you elders, you ministry workers, you any leadership capacity that is in this house that still feel called to Embassy City, please slip your hands up. Fantastic. I'm going to pray for you right now because that is what the Lord said to do. So with your hands raised for those around, please point your hands to him. Father, we thank you 
for these ministry leaders right now. We thank you, Father God, for the people that you have called in this house that maybe they have been resting, maybe they have been sitting, maybe they have been healing. But now, Father God, in this next season, we pray for increase right now in the name of Jesus. Father, what we feel you are going to do with Embassy, that the people that are going to come in, Father, we need you to activate these ministry leaders right now, Father. Call them forth. We pray that they would rise up from their rest, Father God, and do what you need to do in their life. Begin to stir up the gifts in them right now. Begin to put them in strategic places that you need them to be, Father. Father, we lift them up to you right now and we cover these elders, these ministry leaders, these pastors, Father, that have just been coming and resting, Father. Stir up the gift in them again and let them know they are walking into a new season and a new place and a new position, Father. We thank you, Father, for your activation. We thank you, Father, for the increase in their life, God. Increase their bandwidth, Jesus. Increase their strength, Jesus. Increase their width, Jesus. Increase their mental capacity, God. Increase their finances. Increase them, God, in every area. Increase their peace. Increase the health of their marriage. Increase the health of their home. Father, for what you're about to do prophetically in this house, for what you're about to do in this next season, you need their hands. You need their hands. You need their ears. You need their eyes. So, Father, I cover them right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak clearly to them, Father, on how they would begin to move and operate in this house. Begin to speak to them now, Father, that they will no longer sit down, but they would stand and rise and hear what the word of the Lord is for this house. Put them in strategic places, God. And even those that are watching online who haven't maybe been here, but you feel that stirring calling you back in. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus, come on out of those shadows. We have a greater work to do. We have a great work to do. And as God continues to increase us, he is going to increase you. So Father, cover them. I plead, I I cover them with a protection in the name of Jesus. Cover them right now. Begin to speak. Rest on them, Father. Rest on them. Rest on them. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God said amen. Amen. And we cheered for God. We said amen. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Urban. If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.